to another episode of We're Definitely Wizards.com. <laughs> My name is Gandalf, and I shall be your wizard for this evening. And the reason that we are doing this podcast is because there's quite simply not enough wizards out there, which is why we're trying to address the balance. And I am Saruman, <laughs> your local evil wizard. Just, I mean, there's no way I'm evil at all. <laughs> but how can you be evil and get whites that white? I don't really understand how it works all either, but I just need you to know that in the books, he stands up and he says, I am Sauron of many colors. And then it's like a techno rave of color. <laughs> Is he got like a <laughs> rainbow behind him? It's like, it's like, I guess it's like the, I don't really get how it's supposed to like happen. That. He's something like that. He just goes. Yeah, it just goes. It's like (laughs) color, and I am so angry to this day that it wasn't in the movies. Like, I, I, I mean, I am Sauron of many colors, (laughs) and nothing. Nothing. He he doesn't even say that. It's taking out (laughs) taking out Tom Bombadil as well. It's just a crime. Here's like a yep. loving, it's not good, it's not good. That, that's like a really good, important part of the plot, but I think it would have been hard to explain how this one motherfucker in the woods just doesn't feel like any pull to the ring. He's just like, yeah, whatever, and moves on with his life. And like, I think they just didn't want to complicate things, because then you got to go into the Cimmerillion or whatever, and it's just like a big mess. Yeah, and then it's a case of, well, I've got a ring already, I've got five of them, okay. Tom, you know, yeah. Tom's got his ring collection. He's going about like a gangster. <laughs> he's got, he's got. I've got. You want a ring to rule them all? I've got a ring that controls the weather, and I've, <laughs> and I did have a ring that controlled rainbows. But Saruman the White, he stole that <laughs> from me. <clears throat> I think. Uh, I think I just always think about the fact that somehow Sauron, um, was just like, hey, uh, Melkor, I can make rings. And Melkor was like, sure, come over. And that was the end of that. That was their whole, that was the whole exchange. <laughs> he just went over, could sort me out. Come on, man, you said you were going to sort me out. Uh, what about the super powerful godlike ring? Well, I've got one ring that can rule them all. Okay, I'll take that one. <laughs> I'll take uh, I'll take one of those. Um, We better do the intro. Tell everybody, tell everybody at home who, who you are bursting onto the scene. What what do I what do I call myself? Infamous Twitter goblin, filthy wizard. Yeah. Um. Otherwise known as Jesse. Yeah. Or you call me filth because we have to keep it strictly professional. Yes, we do. No Absolutely. emotional attachments. No friendships. Nothing. Only filth. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and the- I am from the podcast. Yeah. Uh, I have to plug my podcast. You have to. Plug um, your podcast. <laughs> The salt report at Podcast Salt because fucking somebody took the salt report and we're still salty about it. <laughs> Which is where it was a. I'll try to do the intro. Is where four of the internet's saltiest nerds get together to talk about all things video games, cosplay, and geeky stuff. Comic books. Comic books yeah, as well. Say comic books. Yeah. I missed out comic books. It doesn't matter. Now the reason that we do this is because we believe wholeheartedly in our heart of hearts that there's far too many podcasts out there about board games so we decided and else to take a, <laughs> to take a jump to the side and not talk about board games in general but talk about a whole pile of other things instead because oh 
it's a it's a stressful time. It's not a stressful time here. It's a tiring time here because we are in the middle of um, kind of selling house and having people coming round your house and selling your house is kind of like making dinner for somebody and not knowing actually what them what they like, and then halfway through they tell you they actually. You know, they really detest kind of broccoli or potatoes or they don't really like bacon and you've just made them a whole plate of stuff because you see them kind of walking around and everyone's like really, really polite. So people Do are going... Do people use your bathroom like when they come to no, look at your house? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I always think about that. I'm like, I don't want strangers in my toilet. It's just kind of like a very... I don't know, can you imagine that if they came out and they dropped, you know, they delivered one, <laughs> delivered one. I mean, I I might pee in a person's house, but I would never, like, go number two. Like, I don't even do that at my friend's house, usually, unless it's a fucking emergency. Like, I, I this has to be, like, the world is ending if I don't use the bathroom. <laughs> it just could explode. I don't want people to know I shit. <laughs> like... <laughs> But then you've got people, you got people coming around, and, and you know it's one of these things. They, they're like everybody's really polite, and they go, "This is such a nice space. I really like what you've done here. This kitchen is fantastic. Did you put these carpets in yourself?" <laughs> and you know everybody is like so wonderfully wonderful and polite and everything like that. And then, um, then then they're like, "Yeah, yeah, definitely. This is you know I could see myself here. I could definitely see myself here." You know, could we come back for a second viewing? And then you never hear from them again. And the estate agent is phoning up these people and saying, can you get some feedback? And they're ignoring all the calls. <laughs> and, and, we, and it's the same, but then you go around other people's houses and you're like, I'm in your house. I could be, you know, I could be just doing anything. I could just be stuffing <laughs> about. Because, you, you, you know, you're letting somebody that you don't know walk around your house. And yeah. then, and then you're also encouraged to kind of, you know, I'll just give you a couple of minutes to, to, to kind of, you know, go by yourself and just have a look. And I'm pretty sure one day you're going to walk upstairs and, you know, somebody's going to be trying on my clothes or something like that. Or going through, like that, go through the drawers. Just go see what they've got in here. Just rummage around, you know. And that's I, uh, I think there's like a law and order about, uh, like people who went to like house showings to spock out what they were going to steal and then come back later. <laughs> it's just a light people. I don't know if you guys have law and order. By the way, I'm just like, yeah. law and order. Well, you know, we have more We have more listeners in America. That's true. As I've said. So we actually need to... You guys know what law and order is there. Law and order is there for you and no one else is. <laughs> and it's just always on TV. <laughs> and you have, to, you have to say howdy as well. So, howdy, 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 howdy to all howdy. our Ameri- <laughs> Don't you sound really American talking like that? <laughs> oh my, my name's Jesse. <laughs> That's just I reckon I can rustle up some good, wholesome American content for you. <laughs> Welcome to Don't Give Up Skeleton. <laughs> <laughs> my name's Jeremy Greer. Oh, don't, because if you say his name three times and he appears from nowhere. With a, steals your podcast. With, with, a new, with a new podcast idea. But, he, re, 
he listens on occasion. He's the chance he's probably going to listen to this one, so we're going to be in an awful lot of trouble. Um, <laughs> Infinity War is Infinity War is sta- staring at us on the face. It's here. It's arrived. People are talking five stars. Some people are even talking kind of six stars. Um, <laughs> what do you think of the hype so far? Do you think it's going to be justified? Do you think it's going to be, you know, because I'm not sure about spoilers. I'm kind of trying uh, to stay away from them, and I know that. I, and I won't spoil anything because I don't want to be uh, shanked by your audience. But yeah. um, I definitely, I know everything that's happened because I stare into the face of spoilers and walk backwards into hell. So, <laughs> um, as far as reviews of people I know who's seen it without spoilers, uh, I know there's going to be a lot of tears. All right. Um, it kind of sounds like Marvel wrote themselves into a corner and now they're like, how the fuck do we get out of this? Um, thus, I didn't know there was going to be a part two. I thought this was going to be like Civil War where they just kind of drop it, you know? Yeah. Um, I was unaware there was going to be a part two, um, but there is going to be a part two. So I, I, I've heard that for all of the characters that they have in this movie, yeah. um, it was a bit like you're jumping around and you're like, what the fuck is going on? But it was um, it was comprehensive enough. So they did the best they could with what they were given. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, See, because, I would- like, definitely Avengers Civil War had the problem of, like, oh, God, there's so many of them. And I think some of them are fighting. <laughs> I heard the problem with the comic book was it was one of these comic book mass events where if you, you could miss people's backstories oh, yeah. and side stories and they just turned into a huge event to end up kind of sell selling kind of comics i'm on the fence at the moment because there's part of me that says right i want to go in clean and see it without knowing but then i'm like one of these people that i'll just do you know what this this is what happened to me in um the force awakens was <laughs> the um that big important scene which i don't know are you still allowed, are you allowed to spoil that or is there still going to be the wrath of the internet you know I don't know, because it's, it's been out for so long. It's out on DVD. I know, but there's going to be someday. If we say, you know, the bit where Han Solo, you know, has a, has, <laughs> has a fall. <laughs> that time, <laughs> he has a little tippy. He does. He's like, oh, watch yourself. Watch your leg. I Okay, I, I feel like what was funny is when I went to see that movie and people were so stressed out about it being a huge spoiler. It wasn't spoiled for me, but as soon as Han walked onto the bridge, I was like, he's going to die. Because this is basically that scene in Empire Strikes Back where, like, it's a parallel of Luke falling. So I was like, oh, well, now we've got the opposite where the son is going to, like, injure the father instead of the father injuring the son. Um, and it was just such one of those moments where it was like, oh, J.J. Abram is clearly, like, echoing this and and i like immediately got it i was like goodbye han um (laughs) and put on your best acting face harrison when you're gonna (laughs) yeah and what was funny is my friend was like looking at me to see if i was gonna be in shock and there was no shock and she's like i don't i don't i actually cried more the second time i saw it than the first time i remember because i had time my son turned around about it my son turned around to me like kind of like i think it was five minutes after it happened and he went He's going to come back, isn't he? And I was like, oh, I don't know. Because it was my um, it was my 40th when we went to see it. Yeah. 
But I got, I saw that, and then I just, you know, I jumped in. I says, "Well, what else can I find out?" And it turned out, in all fairness, there wasn't really an awful lot more that could get spoiled about the the Force Awakens. Um, the Last Jedi, however, I just, I don't know. I kind of reached a point where I was like, I just, I kind of, I what was it? Somebody talked about a cameo. So I went and done a cameo, and the next thing I know, I'm looking at like spoiler-filled reviews of the whole film, just kind of completely ruining it for myself, just because I, I... I needed to know what was going to happen. And I was kind of, okay, I can maybe step in there and kind of walk around a bit, and then I can walk away and not forget it. But I get annoyed at myself because I'll spoil a film, and then I'll go, why did you do that? That was just, I've not got an ability to forget. And then you think, well... you know. Hmm. I, I spoiled that film for myself because I needed to know if something happened. Um, and I walked into that film and I was like, well, I know what's going to happen, but maybe it'll be better. Like, you know, like when you have hope that someone yeah. just wrote like a salty review about something um, and you're like, OK, but maybe they didn't mean it like this. And then I was just like, nope, they meant it exactly like that when I was watching it. And it was so bizarre because, like, the whole time I was referencing memes and, like, part of it was, like, I wasn't really concerned about missing much. Um, but I think, like, the last the last Jedi, like, was semi-spoiled, but then at the same, like, and I, I don't think I felt salty about it being spoiled. Like, I never really regret spoiling a film for myself. There, the films that I could see being upset spoiling are horror films. Excuse me. Um, because you, like, or mystery films. Um, actually, I spoil horror films all the time because I'm like, do they die? Do they? I'm, like, shaking down my friend. Do they die? Does the... I, uh, there's actually a really good website if y'all are like me and you are afraid of animals dying in movies that will tell you if the animal dies, but not spoil the rest of the movie. So if you just like Google, does the animal die? You will find this website will come up and it doesn't spoil the movie, but it'll tell you whether or not the animal dies. I did that for Alien because I was like, the first time I watched Alien, I was like, I need to know if this cat lives. And (laughs) as soon as I knew the cat lived, I finished the movie. (laughs) Because I watched Aliens first. So because the first Mm. scene you spoil yourself, you kind of know he's never in any kind of danger. But you know that in all fairness, cats and aliens would just get along just fine. You know, there's no I, there's no threat there. It's not like, you know, Alien 3, if it was a cat that the hugger had found, yeah, the hugger would have just left it alone just when you you go on your way. It's because it's a dog that <laughs> decides to attack it and turn it into an alien. If it was a cat, it would have went, well, you're vicious enough as it is. I uh, forgot about the dog alien. Yeah. Why? <laughs> I'm trying to live my life without that information. Anyway, sorry. Continue. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Yeah, so anyway, but The Last Jedi, I watched it again um, probably about two, three nights ago. And I, it's, the weak parts aren't as weak as I thought it was. The, with the Canto Bite stuff, I, it, it kind of annoyed me in the cinema because I was expecting a little bit more from Finn. I kind of thought, well, let's just put him off to the side here and get rid of him and a lovely little side quest, you know, where he's not actually leveling up, he's just gaining something. You, oh, there's a lot of trouble with that cantle bite stuff, but it was more what they did with the characters than the actual cantle bite thing itself. You know. I think that they re- did a real disservice to Rose's character in that film, um, and a lot of people I talked to agreed about it. And the biggest disservice they did for Rose is that, um, in my opinion, 
they cut a lot of her character. Her entire character became what she could do for Finn as a character yeah. and her sister and nothing else. And I'm hoping that in the next film, they really remedy that because I feel like it was just so much like this woman exists to give this man depth. And it's such a theme that reoccurs in science fiction um, that's really frustrating for me. Um, and that I think it really turned me off. And I think a lot of the Canabite stuff was very much her being like the, the Pocahontas to John Smith of like, look at this beautiful world. Don't, don't you hate colonialism? (laughs) (laughs) Here, have some corn. (laughs) And it's like, okay, but who is she? Like, and then she's like, I love you. (laughs) And I'm like, I don't know what's going on. They need to take a fucking chill pill. I have no idea. Because the whole thing was, um, oh, we don't have to fight this war about who we hate. It should be fighting it for who we love. And then she looks at him and I'm like, like, really? Because, yeah. you know, what we're saying, what, 24 hours? <laughs> yeah. And you're, I mean, time and you're is being... weird in space because there's a bunch of different time zones. But, yeah. like, that movie definitely does not take place in too much time. Nah. I mean, that that's... particular exchange. Nah. Because for not. the first part of it, they're still on the ship. I don't know when Poe Dameron became such a, like, a jackass, too. That was weird. It was like first um first movie, I guess like you get that he's a little bit spontaneous. But then in the second movie they're like, Hi, I'm Poe Dameron, welcome to Jackass and like never explain it. They're just like suddenly he's a hot headed pilot. And I'm like, Oh okay. <laughs> he, <was laughs> Thank the, you. he had like Tom Cruise on the phone. Say, <laughs> say, how, how did you do Top Gun, Tom? Well, you know, <laughs> I was a bit hot. I was a bit hot-headed and five foot two, but I'm fine. And um, yeah. he just went and highway to the danger zone. Yeah, but <laughs> I I don't know. I kind of admire what Ryan Johnson did with that because if you look at the graphics on the screen, the number of ships that come back are eerily similar to the number of ships that come back at the end of A New Hope. And that's fair. You know. I just think that a lot of the characters suffered in this film the plot also suffered and i think the plot suffered because he made compromises on characters i don't want to spoil it because people it just recently dropped Yeah, exactly yeah 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 but like there's one character in particular that i'm really fucking angry about (laughs) that that actor is really fucking angry about you know um and I, I think that compromise is completely unrealistic and the whole plot somehow lies on that decision. And I also think that, like, the the fact that they somehow made this whole decision of showing us the scene from the first movie in a flashback and then it's completely impossible. It's, like, retconned in the second film. Yeah. And I have feelings about that. And I'm like, okay, so you retconned the scene... And, and, like, a lot of people are like, oh, well, you know, the, the prequels are this way. And, the well, the prequels are notoriously awful. Don't at me. Um, and <laughs> I like Attack and, of the Clones. You know, it's okay. I went, I went and seen it at the cinema. and I, You I, did? Yeah. I'm sorry. You know what's funny is it's my generation that really defends those films usually because my generation grew up with them. So, like, those were our films that we went and saw 
And there are characters that I definitely will never not love. Oh, sorry, a hummingbird went by. It was beautiful. Um, there are characters <laughs> I will definitely not never love. Uh, I think just Padme is one of those characters that like my generation really adores. Um, yeah. T- she got fucked over in those movies. <laughs> like, talk about someone dropping the ball on writing characters. Like, fucking first movie, she's 14, she's a fucking badass, she's a queen, she's doing, she's taking care of herself. By the third film, she dies of a broken heart. And I'm like, I have some questions. <laughs> and that was the moment i decided i was never gonna let any broken heart stop me i'm just like well fuck you fuck you i'm stronger than this she's gonna just die and leave her babies there bullshit you just gotta watch out because if you're ever feeling like and in that way and you see a robot approaching with spoons for hands (laughs) how's that a device for delivering children what was it gonna do You know what would work better? Like some tongs. They used to pull babies out with like tongs. They don't anymore. Yeah, because it's yeah terrible for babies. But the Edward spoon hands. Squish them together. It was like an ice cream scoop. We'll just get your baby out now. Not with that, you won't be. (laughs) I'm worried you're going to take out extra bits. I feel like Obi-Wan was just like, what the hell is happening right now? And then Obi-Wan's like, this child shall be a princess. And this child, this child will live in some sand. <laughs> and I hate sand because it's cold and it gets on my skin. And it's like, and I've defended Hayden Christensen and said, actually, if you look at his other work, he's actually a pretty good actor. And then I've looked at his other work and realized that he's not really... That yeah, he, and but I think it's not made. I don't think anyone could deliver the line. It's coarse and rough and irritating, and it gets everywhere. Not like you. Not like this place. You're so soft. No one speaks like that. Did, I, did George Lucas speak like that? Is that why he got a divorce? Is that why his wife left him? His first wife because like he was over there stealing her pears and asking her if like he she had ever fucking touch sand before and he's like babe i i know you love i know you love going to the beach but i hate sand and she's, and she's like, like we're getting a divorce right George. now exactly i'm gonna i'm editing i'm editing your film and then i'm leaving you <laughs> <laughs> with your sand and your robots it's probably tunisia let's face it it was in tunisia and apparently that place was an actual hellhole to film in so um, yeah. That's probably why I didn't like so I made sure he got that into the script. Just, you know, to, to wreck on well, his, to make everybody he wrote understand. Those, he wrote those films during his divorce. Hmm. And you can really fucking see it when you watch them. <laughs> I'm like, is he okay? Is George Lucas okay? Like, just his aggression towards female characters in that film and love in general is so bizarre. And like... And, and you you get it. I mean, it's just like we know that Ryan Johnson has a giant fucking boner for titties of Kylo Ren. Like he, that motherfucker sat down. And he's like, I'm I'm just gonna fucking get all my Kylo Ren fan fiction out right now in one fucking go. And like we all know that I love me some Kylo Ren. Like I'm yeah, not gonna exactly. lie, yeah, yeah. he's my boy. But I d- that titties out scene was so unnecessary too. And like people are like, that's such a stupid thing to complain about. And but you know what? 
I will give them that scene, but I will not give them the scene where fucking Luke is like, hold on while I milk this titty. And apparently they took out like mourning for Han to replace it with titty of cow from alien. That that it makes like this orgasmic noise when he milks it. It's like and I'm like, please. Whose fucking idea was this? Who was it? I'll find you and I will kill you. <laughs> <laughs> but, 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 he was brave enough. <laughs> was he brave enough? I was going to say he was brave enough to kind of like take what JJ did and went, see your lovely stuff, JJ, I'm just going to put in the trash. I know, it's so out. weird. It was just like they retconned the first movie. <sighs> I was like, okay. I mean, it's Disney. They're going to do what they want. And in my opinion, we all maybe the third one will be better because we all know how I feel about Empire Strikes Back. Everybody's a huge Empire Strikes Back fan, and I never fucking understood that. And I'm like, and so maybe because I feel like Empire Strikes Back does a lot to destroy the, um, the first movie. And like, it also just fucking doesn't... It doesn't flow at all. Like, I'm being slapped around the whole fucking place, which I think was an interesting similarity to The Last Jedi, where, like, the editing, like, just because in the tone of The Last Jedi, because I couldn't decide if it wanted to be funny or not, um, just slapped me around. And I'm like, please, my face is getting sore from being slapped so much. And I think the editing in The Last Jedi was very similar. I I also yeah. Uh, but I was thinking like Return of the Jedi. They kind of had the cuts down. He kind of had his action down. But in yeah, Empire that middle bit is just it's painful. It's, it's, it's awful. Really painful. It's just like we were going to on a meteorite and we're going to go and hide and then we're going to have this bit where Leia kind of you know well my 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 hands are dirty. You know that kind of thing and and then it just slows down and then I don't like I don't get. Yoda. That's all. Thank you. I hate Yoda. If you've ever seen my Twitter, anybody who's ever seen my Twitter fucking knows I hate Yoda. He's a little bitch. Um, and I would have slapped his ass off at Dagobah. Uh, I don't understand it. It was, I know that George Lucas was getting into Eastern philosophy because yeah. he's like, I'm friends with Joseph Campbell now. Um, <laughs> And he's like, come to my Skywalker ranch. And they like walked around and held hands and skipped and frolicked in the flowers. And he's like, I shall take what I learned and regurgitate it to a Western audience. And and like, I'll do it with a little green animated like puppet frog and nobody will question it. Um, It was it was not good. But then they, re- <laughs> they kind of retconned them to try and make him cool. Because all the kids, yeah, they did. all the kids, they did, all the kids. I mean, if you said Yoda, I was like, wait, okay, he's old, he's a bit cantankerous, he's quite funny because Frank Oz played him really kind of funny and quite kind of dry and stuff like that. But then they completely changed him in the first three films to have him kind of turn into this. But no, that's why I remember <clears throat> Attack of the Clones and going and seeing Attack of the Clones, and I will shamefully admit that I walked out of that going. That was cool because that kind of kind of fits for me and Yoda being this kind of badass. Because he even put kind of there's a line of dialogue in Attack of the Clones, and he says, you know, um, you know, if you concentrated so much on your wit as you did in your light saber skills, you might even match, you know, Master Yoda. 
and he says, you know, what did he say? I thought I already did. And um, he says, you're only in your mind, young Padawan. And it's like they they change, and every single time you see Yoda in like kind of an animated say an animated series, is always jumping about, like somebody's giving him too many blue skittles, and he's just going for it. He's just all over the place like a spinning top. The prequels have the problem of um, it's kind of. I want to say that the prequels developed character, except for there's this really good um, the. I the cinema sins people can be real jackasses, but there was this real there was this part that I really like resonated with where um, he's talking about the lines in those films and how sometimes they're just like completely out of character. Yeah. And he's like, it's like they just needed these lines to be said for the plot, so they just randomly handed them out to people, and that for me rings true. So. Until you get to, like, the animated series, which I think the animated series, all of them, did more to solidify each character and expand on the characters more so than the prequels. Because I think the prequels were really about, I need to tell this really convoluted story. Also, I did not need those politics. I did not give a shit. No one ever decided to watch Star Wars for Nobody politics. Cared. I don't remember Nobody people, cared. Was it, did they, they didn't leak. That was the first thing I was... The f- it's like, well, what is it? Because, you know, it says, you know, Star Wars was famous and they were all famous for this big Flash Gordon crawl that they had at the beginning. And then it was about trade disputes on Naboo. And and I'm just looking at that going and saying, you had, you know, years. To th- you had about 16 years to think this up. And this is what you came up with, trade disputes on Naboo. And the thing that was so weird about it is if you analyze a lot of the politics that are going on, they don't make any sense. Like there's like at one point where they're like, we need to sign, we need um, Padme to sign this agreement so that we can attack them essentially is what it ended up being. And it's like, why would she have to sign this agreement to it for you to attack? that that's not how war works like you don't just (laughs) you don't just kidnap like fucking franz ferdinand and have him sign a fucking (laughs) agreement to war that's not how world war one happened you just fucking shoot the fucker you know what i'm saying like i don't i don't really understand what this is about i just i don't know i don't know but you watch it back and there's like the it's just i don't know but infinity war Going back. I mean... Just reeling it back in. I don't know. I mean, Infinity War will probably be just... I. It can't be worse than Age of Ultron. I like... I, I, I kind of liked Age of Ultron. You can suck my wiggly dick <laughs> because so I almost walked out of Age of Ultron. Just- I got a f- free poster and I found it the other day the free poster that I got from going to see the premiere of Age of Ultron Did you burn and I it? trashed it Did you? like I I I think I've been holding on to it cuz I thought it would be worth money someday but I'm like now I'm like there's no money in the world I just I mean to be fair with Age of Ultron for me again it was just like everybody was weirdly out of character and then the whole thing with Black Widow just really just pissed me off and like i don't i didn't have a problem with her and bruce banner getting together i don't give a shit Mm. i was more upset that like how they handled it and how they talked about her and how they talked about the fact that she couldn't have children and how it made her a monster and blah 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 blah. and so she could relate to bruce and i was just like i don't really understand what's happening here also when did this happen and then what they did to hawkeye i will 
listen, rolling up my sleeves, Hawkeye, You're fucking Clint Barton. You can Clint Barton is my goddamn son. And the fucking writing in the comics for Clint Barton is so fucking precious to me. And they're like, not only is he not deaf, no, he also has this fucking made up family that never fucking happened. And um, clearly Joss Whedon did not give a single shit about Hawkeye. He was like, I'm just going to make my own shit up. I think he even admitted that he just wanted to make his own shit up. So he's like, here's a family that he never had. Um, This is what makes him important. Not that Hawkeye could possibly have any importance as his own character. No, the <laughs> only reason you should give a shit about Hawkeye is because he has a wife and kids. That is the only reason and i'm just like okay bitch you need to step the fuck back i i mean like to be fair i was spoiled spoiled rotten with matt fractions writing of clint barton yeah i think it's i think it was amazing and to then turn around and give me fucking whatever the fuck and the worst part is i think jeremy renner would play comics clint barton amazingly i think he would do it hilarious i want to see clint barton show up 15 minutes late with a carafe of cold coffee and pizza and a dog that wasn't his like (laughs) that's the clint barton that i want to see i want to see clint barton being like sorry i'm late i'm lost and i'm in a dumpster like come on and then instead they're like here's this clint barton that's really flat also how are you gonna tell me that fucking Quicksilver is faster than bullets and he can fucking slow down time and shit because he's going so fast. Well, he's not slowing down time. He's just going faster. And then he gets shot like that. And I'm like, clearly he wasn't that fast then because if you're going to tell me that he just got fucking shot, like there was just so many problems with that film and I was so confused at the end of it. And I just was like, I don't know what I just watched. I mean, But it's Days of of Future Past though. Because in Days of Future Past, it's like they're firing bullets and he's, you know, going around. Yeah, but like in the in the movie, in the and they present to you in fucking the Avengers that he's super duper fucking fast and that he's running past this shit. Yeah. Right? That's his whole thing. And then like they do it so fucking he can say that one liner to Clint as he dies and I am like <laughs> oh, okay. What did that was it I saw that or did you not see this? And, yeah, but you didn't see this coming uh, or like, whatever. Whoa. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, like okay, I hope when I die I'm that fucking sassy. Like <laughs> fucking Oscar Wilde, either these fucking <laughs> curtains go or I do. Like <laughs> Oh dear. Are you gonna go and see it though? I mean, are you gonna go and line up to the cinema and see it? Are you gonna go and wait until it's on? Because I don't know. I think it's one of these things you're gonna go and see it because otherwise it's gonna get. I'm spoiled. gonna go and see it. I heard that the <clears throat> the people in the audience were a big part of the enjoyment of that film. Um, and I think that was a big part of my enjoyment of the first Avengers too. Because I remember buying that film and watching it at home, and I was just like, hmm. eh. But I remember when I saw it in theaters and everybody was screaming and hyped, it was more fun um, for me. I think I, I like hearing people's reactions. I really like opening nights, too, and uh, early viewings because people are so fucking hype and they're just being themselves, you know, and being honest. You, um, you turn up at midnight showing and stuff like that, then? Is that your kind of your jam? Yeah, I love midnight showings. Usually I go... 
Um, now they're usually at like 10 p.m. Probably because the theaters don't want to stay open that long. Yeah. Uh, that's how I ended up at that midnight premiere or like the late night pre- premiere of The Snowman. And <sighs> and then I walked idea. the notorious snowman. It's a, a Joe Nesbo. Don't don't fucking ever watch it. Wink, wink. Watch it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so bad. It's good. It's like, yeah, I mean, Joan, uh, really didn't like it even like to the bad it's good but i i mean i liked uh hansel and gretel witch hunter because it was that bad it was good so like i mean is that, is i, that, I that, love no it's not jeremy movies. renner again is it was he in that? it is oh my goodness he was in that remember uh, i don't know if you've seen it but like there's a part where he like stabs himself in the leg with yield insulin and um he's like don't eat the fucking candy <laughs> is it uh, i've you know it's one of these shows that's like i just I see on netflix it's on netflix all the time and i just like skip back it i'm just leaving it i'm not touching it you should it. fucking watch it i don't it's i amazing. don't know no 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 because i've got better things to be doing with my time i have so many questions about that film because it's like they couldn't decide what accent they wanted to go for so they're like general european and some americans um and then like sometimes it's like we want to be like historical and then other times they're just like fuck this and fuck that and motherfucker and it sounds just like so fucking confusing i'm i i was literally like what the fuck is actually happening in this film I just, I, I just I don't see an attraction and I will usually settle down at some point and just watch and then maybe skip skip through some things because that's the great thing about these things nowadays. You can skip through the scenes and see all the bits that seem kind of okay. But I just... I've seen There's it. no part of that film that's okay. It's like the Huntsman. I just want you to... <laughs> the Huntsman. <laughs> Snow White and the Huntsman and then he did a sequel for that as well. I yeah, just, I, I think it was about the queen, right? Oh yeah, it's like yeah. But that seems to be the big thing: is you take an evil character and then you try and show that, oh, actually, she was really good and she just like lost her way, kind of thing. Because uh, you that. know what movie did that well? It, I enjoyed Maleficent. Maleficent. I was going to say that because I enjoyed that film. It. Those cheekbones, though, my word, they could cut. <laughs> they could cut. I mean, they were going for the. I think they were going definitely for the look. You know, I I just I just liked how they handled that film. Diaval was probably my favorite character. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why. I just enjoy. I like crows, so maybe I'm biased <laughs> because he was a crow. It's yeah. like the bloodborne crows. I feel so much empathy for because I love crows, and I get so sad every time I have. Oh, to do you them. know where I was? Do you know where I was? I was at um, Hemet Carnal Lane, and you know how you're. Um, because it's a pain, it's a pain. It's not, it's a really, really quick level, but it's an actual pain around. It's good because it's got the shortcuts, but then you get to the top bit before you can activate the lift in Bloodborne. And, oh, yeah. And then you come across these four crows. <laughs> <laughs> and then you're like, and then you get the normal kind of, what was that happening? Because I remember when I first played it, and I was like, okay, well, I'm just going to rock up. And, and usually it's like, kill everything in sight. Because Hemet Carmen Lane is awful for just having people kind of jump scare you all the time. And I'm usually playing it wearing headphones. And a lot of the time I'm playing it late at night. So sometimes. That's the like, one with the um, witches, too, where they're laughing the whole time. Yeah. Are they dancing, yeah. Around, dancing around at the beginning? But you get to the spin, there's like four crows. 
Yeah. And one of them's friendly. <laughs> oh, yeah, because Kay, yeah, Kay showed me that. She's like, watch this. And she killed all the other ones, but she left this one. Yeah. And she's like, it won't attack you. And I'm like, look at this friend. Look at this friend crow. Look at him. I still love when fucking at Sentient Plus was playing with us and he was like, don't go running down these paths willy nilly and you'll trigger a trap immediately steps on a trap that just like sort of clips me and just murders Jake. And I love playing with Jake because Jake does this screech of terror. That's like a 12 year old girl. It's like, I can't even I can't even mimic it. It's so good. It's like 10 billion percent of my enjoyment of playing with Jake is hearing him scream when something scares him like or when he pulled the fucking lever to the elevator after we told him not to and then <laughs> fucking like dropped him down into death and we're like are you fucking serious or he just yeah, ran I off d- every <laughs> single time i i play um bloodborne and people will probably notice this if they watch the streams or like see the recordings of the streams now every time i have to pull a lever or somebody else pulls a lever i can't stop myself from saying pull the lever crunk from fucking um (laughs) emperor's new groove like there's how can you not just be like pull the lever crunk and every time i think about it now i think about jake pulling the lever when we told him not to and it's like wrong lever um (laughs) just falls into the alligator pit yeah Uh, no i've been playing through it it's been good fun it's just, um, I don't know, because it puts me into the whole um, Dark Souls remastered stuff. Because I'm kind of... Oh, you, you're yeah. on the fence about that, huh? Yeah. You said you weren't going to buy it, right? I'm not sure about it. I'm not... I, <clears throat> okay. I think I'm going to buy it. Really? Yeah, I don't actually... Mark my words. I've never played Dark Souls. I've never played the first Dark Souls. So the only know. Dark Souls I've ever played is three. You're in um, friend. You're in friendly company here. This isn't like a proper video games podcast, so there's not going to be like a million people at and you and saying, "How dare you send back? Yeah, I've send never back your first... PlayStation." I don't um, know. I don't know. So I think I'll play the first one because Kay is going to play it, and so I think it's going to be one of those stream events for the podcast. You know, it'll I be know interesting. Up. It'll be interesting to see how many streams go. No, my um my concern over it is that um the don't seem to have done anything with it except try and make it pretty. And apparently they've done like the 1960s Star Trek making a woman look <laughs> soft beautiful. Focus. They've got the Vaseline out in the lens and smeared the lens with it because all I'm hearing at the moment is people are saying, I'm not hearing anybody coming out and saying, wow, this is amazing. This is kind of like the definitive edition. I'm hearing people coming out and saying, you know, it's... It's kind of okay, but I don't know yeah. if I would expect in like a remastered version. I want. Do you know what I want? Yes, tell me. I want. <laughs> I want a remastered version. I want a remastered version, which just looks amazing, and is exactly what Dark Souls was. And then I want one where they've actually let them kind of muck around with stuff. Two. Diff- I kind of. I kind of want. Um. I do. I did hear they. F- fixed blight town um because the frame rate in blight town is atrocious yeah uh and was i think it makes it less accessible for i think when people started playing dark souls there was nothing else like it kind of so like people would play dark souls to play dark souls and they didn't expect anything of it 
Um, whereas now, I think the whole point of the remaster is less for Dark Souls fans that already exist and more for um, from software needing to make money off of the Dark Souls franchise now that they're stopped making Dark Souls. So yeah. I think a lot of new people... I think they're hoping that they're going to grab new people or people who played Dark Souls 3 and thought about picking up the other Dark Souls, but they didn't They didn't have another station. It's not backwards compatible, blah, 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 blah. So it's kind of like this is I think it's less for Dark Souls fans and more for grabbing new people, which is not necessarily the best intentions but i mean you can't really blame them we don't we don't really know what their new project is either so yeah i'm thinking it's a it's a tenchu assassins one because i think that'd be a good series to roll out i think they're maybe looking at neo and went well we can do neo we can do neo better and i think they'd be really good at grabbing the maybe not going down the full line of grabbing all the japanese mythology but maybe grabbing yeah. their own version of the, the mythology. As I say, I'm just concerned. I'm not. Um, I'm expecting with PlayStation Four. I'm expecting super duper visuals. I'd love them to go back and actually um, rework the Bloodborne engine because that is a bad, bad engine at times. That kind of goes down to an actual crawl, especially if you've got um, if you're in old if you were in like old Yarnum and you're trying to take on <coughs> trying to take on. Five or six people at once. I'm at the point now where I've leveled up so much that I can just run into that central bonfire place and I just open yeah. up my axe and I just start swinging away and I'm taking down like four or five guys at a time, but it really, really slows down and it's an actual pain, pain in the butt. It's well, not you're good. not supposed to do that. You're supposed to throw rocks at them and lure them out one at a time. No, you're not. That's absolutely how you're supposed to play no, Bloodborne. No, some no. people are. Some people tell you that you're supposed to go in and fuck it up, right? But yeah. like the actual thing, like why the hell would they give you rocks and Molotov cocktails if you weren't supposed to fucking use them? You throw your goddamn pedal pebble at people. <laughs> you let them walk towards you. They get all angry. They go to shoot you. You fucking stagger them, visceral them. They gone. Now you just keep doing that, and like it takes a while to clear an area. But it doesn't fuck with your frame rate. The times I do experience frame rate issues are definitely yeah. when we're um, when we're co-oping. Yeah. Uh, but that's kind of to be expected. Um, and it's it is worse in areas where there's a lot of enemies. If y'all think I clean areas too, you got another thing coming. I only clean areas where I know I will die if I don't clear it. Um, but if I can get through it, like Hemwick Lane, bitch, I wow. ran through that. Yeah. I ran through that whole thing. The only things I killed were when I needed to go through that back door to get to the back of the clinic. I killed the dogs and shit mm-hmm. and the bosses. And then whatever, like, I couldn't escape, I just murdered. <laughs> but, <laughs> like, I don't, I don't like to fuck. Some people love to clear areas and those people like to methodically do it, you know? Yeah. Um, they're real into it. I'm not as into it. I will if I need to, like, farm, you know, like Echo oh, yeah. Farm. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Um, best place to Echo Farm is Central Yarnum, though, because everything's still pretty young. Uh, you got to – those trolls, they just drop so much fucking – they drop two blood vials each. So if you can just merc some trolls, not the ones with the branches – Oh but no! The brick trolls. Yeah, I know the ones that are carrying like half a tree. Hey, I brought my lumber yard with me, and you just seem to just swipe you from an absolute distance, and yeah, and kind of wipe I you. I almost and I'm just never like, kill them. No, and it's the visceral, or it's the um, executioner guys. It's like when the visceral attack, you and it's like, oh, you think so? 
do you? And they just launch from like, and they're like, Rah! and they land on you, and I'm like dead. I'm like, that's brilliant. Thank you very much, Mister Executioner <laughs> guy. But they put you know? like, they put like one of these guys in like old Jarnum. So you're you like, oh, I'll do a bit of an exploring. Get <laughs> no, you won't. No. You know what you uh, you know what's the worst fucking NPC hunters? The ones in the in the um, Nightmare Frontier aren't actually that bad. No. For some reason, but the fucking we just recently did the One Reborn. Um, Kay, Jake, and I. Yeah. And we had to do it in my game and Kay's game. And to do that, you have to go through Yarhargul, which is a nightmare realm. It is there's like one point in Yarhargul when um where you know there's the big fucking amygdala, and then there's all those enemies down that staircase, but you need to book it down that staircase to get to light the lamp at the chapel, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, that's a nightmare realm. You can't stop to fight the enemies because a fucking laser is being shot at you. And I'm so, I'm like, I'm sorry, what kind of game is this? As I'm running past werewolves, but a fucking interdimensional being is shooting a laser at me. And I'm like, I'm sorry. So Kay, and I, the, Kay was just like, there's no way to do this except for just run for just your life. Yeah. And like, I mean, I, I, I guess they set up areas to be like that, but that area is particularly bad. But then what gets worse in that area is you get down and you realize, oh, this is why I can't like jump into hypogean jail anymore because the thing is gone oh there are three npc hunters that are op as fuck down there fuck that there is no goddamn reason for them to be like fucking op as shit hunters three of them down i don't know how anyone does it i mean once you kill them they stay dead so you could theoretically try to kill one of them at a time and then just come back but it's just like what is the necessity for this? Or fucking how Yuri is there to guard the fucking boss fight for Bergenworth. And I'm like, was this necessary? Did you need to... Actually, you can cheese her if you bring her to the doorway. Not oh, that I'm I saying that, that you should cheese her. Yeah, because Kay and I cheesed the fuck out of her when we finally were done um, by bringing her to the doorway. She can't exit the doorway. She can't chase you. So you should just is this before you stand on the platform for you jump in the lake? She can just stand there. Um, actually, so, you know, uh, so you go to fight Yuri. Uh-huh. She just comes down the stairs at you, right? Uh-huh. Um, and she's doing her whole business. If you actually back up, you know how there's that little, um, area before you even enter Bergenworth? There's like a little, you go to the lamp and then you go down and then there's that guy who's like, oh, hi, Mark. He's like a... <laughs> <laughs> he's like the the several eyes jake and oh, i always go man. oh hi mark every time he jumps on us um that guy uh and then you run you kill him and you go there and there's like a little area like a little nice area that you can see outward to right yeah, yeah. um bef- so there's that doorway leading in there if you pull her down the stairway i don't i don't know if this works in everybody's game but it was working for k and i because k could literally go resummon me when yuri fisted me up the asshole with her fucking tentacles from space and i was just like i'm dead um my bum was wrecked if you didn't know my character's name is bum wrecker um so, <laughs> so if you if you pull her to that door she can't exit the door so you can hit her a couple times back out the doorway hit her a couple times back out the doorway yeah and um if you want to save some blood vials before you fight rom i didn't know that you could do that but it works i mean would i recommend it if you're a proper bloodborne player and you're like i don't cheese 
anything. Fine, and, that's uh, fine. You got cheese stuff. There's stuff that you got cheese, but, like the pigs and stuff like that. Shadows of Yarnum. I don't know how yeah, anybody. Okay. I don't know how anybody can do that boss fight single-handed because I tried it a couple of times and I'm just like that. I was just like walking in and I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm getting one of them down. And then this guy runs up behind me with a candle that he turns <laughs> into a blowtorch or a flamethrower, and I'm just like, oh, oh yeah. yeah, oh that's me, Dad. Then I cannot <laughs> see. I cannot see how anyone can take these guys on. And I've watched, you know, I was like, I, I was, you know, I was focused. I had tons of blood files. I had like Molotov cocktails. Yeah. I was the Molotov cock. The, I was unable to pronounce the word Molotov. I was the king of the Molotov cocktails. I was up to, the, you know, everything was ready. And I just walked in and it's like couple of shots of that and I was just like you know what I can't do this I don't have the strength I don't have the willpower I watch videos I don't have the skill I was just like you know because it's one of these things you get into the zone where you're just ending up like you do the first couple of times and then you're like yeah and you get them down to like a fifth of the final health and then they get like the snake heads coming out and everything and they're like attacking you and you're just like okay I can do this I can do this and then the next time you fight them you're lucky if you get like one hit in before they're completely taken you out. And I was just like, you know what? I I I don't have the time to sit down. I had down. a really funny experience in my game. Um, so I I had help. I had two helpers, and we were fighting. And I was fighting one because there's three of us, which is a good because there's three of them, right? Yeah. So it works out. Um, so I'm fighting one, and I'm freaking out because it almost killed me. But then it backed up onto this rock so you know where the fog door is there how it's yeah. just kind of opening in the rocks it backed up to the right of the fog door my right and got stuck up there started glitching out like he would look like he was having a seizure and just vanished he's just gone. and then when- <laughs> he's just gone and then when the fight was over his health was gone and we we're like oh okay i i i guess i mean like it w- I- we're not gonna be mad about it but it was so bizarre he just like walked out of the uh, out of existence and i'm like goodbye <laughs> just it's just like bye bye mark just bye mark walked, just he's off. just gone he just walked off it was so funny too because the whole fight jake is also singing to me nazgul black riders which is apparently from the musical of the lord of the rings no way. which is a thing that happened yeah there's a lord of the rings musical i just i i have to youtube this and we have to find songs i, I youtubed it it was a miracle <laughs> How do you uh, even? How do you even? I I can't even picture. <laughs> I can't even <laughs> see the. What a Lord of the Rings musical! There'll be like a comedy bit in the middle with the dwarfs, or would it be the elves, or would it be the dwarfs? I don't know. It would I just probably can't, be the. I can't process this with my brain. People were like... coming down from the ceiling and shit in the songs because you know, like, there's all those like. Elves, elf worlds. <laughs> I don't. I don't fucking know. Just I, oh my goodness! I just. I think about uh, answer me these riddles three. Um, <laughs> it's just like Gollum does a tap dance number right in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> my precious, yeah. my precious. We yeah, want it I, forever. Oh, that's just so bad. I can't even. I hurt. I don't know if I hurt. No, I can't. No, my brain's just shut down and went Lord of I the mean, Rings music. That's an. It was an English thing. You know, there's a Cimmerillion musical, but it's Russian. And um, I did not know that. 
it's it's Russian like heavy metal. Um, I'm su- I'm sure somebody is gonna correct me and be like, actually, it's dark metal. No, I'm like I don't fucking know the subgenres of metal. Uh, and I could not have fucking guessed what fucking Melkor's voice was gonna sound like if if I was paid. It was like no when he walks in, right? And I'm like, what? what the hell and i have no idea what was happening because it was in russian and there's no subtitles so i did that stop me from watching it fuck no no, it didn't (laughs) (laughs) i'm a fucking cryptid i'm up at like 4 a.m watching russian cimmerillion musicals (laughs) that's like an answer in some of of those quiz shows that you get (laughs) Watching Cimmerillion Russian opera at 4 a.m. in the morning is the question what was Jesse doing on Tuesday? I'll take that for $400, please. Thank you. I'm very much a uh, rabbit hole person. So I'm like, I find one miscellaneous link on Tumblr and then I'm on YouTube and then I'm like four hours into a documentary on making fishing nets or some shit. I I must I must have watched like eight hours of this castle documentary and I was like I was just laying there in bed like I was like oh time to go to sleep better watch something boring but then I was just enraptured I was just like fucking castles man and then you sent me a message about do you you have castles (laughs) hey Hey Richard, you got castles? <laughs> it's got yeah, we got a couple like in every single town. <laughs> Listen, in America, there be no castle. Well, that's a lie. We have fake castles, and we have like Hearst Castle, but that's not really a castle. It's just a big, really big, humongous house property with several rooms and areas. You should look it up. It's pretty. It's been in a Lady Gaga video. Well, that means everybody, I can see, everybody, everybody that listens to the show is be like, well, if, if Gaga loves it, then we've got to, we've got <laughs> to love it too, you know. It's pretty amazing. 75% like, of our audience is made up of monsters, I'd like to <laughs> point that It's out. pretty fucking amazing. It's like, I'm standing there and I'm like, I fucking hate capitalism. But then at the same time, I'm just blown away by the architecture. There's two pools and one of them's outside and it's like Grecian columns and there's like statues of Greek goddesses and shit just like hanging about it. And then the other one is like catacombs inside filled with mosaics like the whole inside of the catacombs are mosaics and there's like multiple areas it's crazy you must just be like i don't know i've got lots and lots of money what i spend my money on kind of thing you must like run out of ideas and then somebody says well you know if we ask him to do this or if we ask her to do this then that you know we can get another hundred and twenty thousand dollars out of her so it's like would you like a mosaic Well, the thing is, is that Hearst was like, um, he, I think he owned like newspapers and media stuff and like, uh, God, I don't, I'm going to get my ass kicked for trying to talk about this, but he was like a media owner, um, and he was filthy fucking rich and he threw a ton of parties. So like at least like, you know, that stuff was getting used because there was a bunch of drunk people there all the time. Yeah. And like he like he had he has a theater in his house in this like giant i call it a house but like 
I don't know if you've ever seen the 2005 Pride and Prejudice. You know Mr. Darcy's house? Like, that's, like, what his house was like, and that was only one part of it. Um, There's most of the houses in Scotland that look like that. We all have our big drives. (laughs) (laughs) It's just, just, he has a huge fucking house, and, like... If it's not 11 bedrooms, it's just a hovel, you know, I'm just saying... (laughs) The serfs live in holes. Um, exactly. So, like, he had this theater, and then he would have puppies there so that everybody could have a warm puppy in their lap while they watched a movie. I just think Bridesmaids, as soon as anybody mentions puppies. Oh she does God. not get a party favor. She does not get a dog. <laughs> it's just girl. so... I can't believe... Every time I think of fucking Bridesmaids, I think of... Like that scene where that lady was talking about her, how much her sons were jerking it, and then she's like, "I cracked a blanket in half." You ever cracked a blanket? <laughs> and it's burned into my mind. And I, I, I was house sitting for my brother, right? And I was alone, and I was like, "I might as well watch this movie." And I remember just being ah, like a screaming. Because of that fucking he just line. You just couldn't look him in the eye anymore and you definitely couldn't walk in his bedroom because I have a seat in the bed. No, you're 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 okay. I'm good you're to stand. Okay. I'm good to stand. I just, I just never I mean, I never want to have children anyway. Like I I I mean, not to insult I, I actually know a lot of good dads now that I'm older and a lot of good moms and I'm really happy that somebody wants to have kids because it ain't fucking me. And every time I learn more about parenting, I just, the less I want to be a parent and the more I admire these people. Like, I've been an aunt since I was five, so I've grown up with kids around me. Interesting story. My my brother was 16 at the time. Yeah. And he calls my mom at 3 a.m., right? My mom wakes up. She gets this phone call from my brother, and he's like, my wife is in the hospital, or his girlfriend at the time. They weren't married yet. This yeah. was his ex-wife. Uh, he's like, my girlfriend's in the hospital. And my mom's like, oh, is she okay? And then he's like, she's pregnant. And my mom's like, how far along is she? And my brother's like, she's giving birth right now. <laughs> and my mom's like, what the fuck? And the first time my mom met like this woman's parents was over the bed the hospital bed of the their daughter who my brother had gotten pregnant and (laughs) and my mom was just like this is just something i've i live with now like this is just i'm sorry (laughs) and then i was an aunt i can't can't apologize enough (laughs) like it's so awkward what can you do about in that situation i don't know Imagine just like there must have been the longest silence. And then I, it I, it like, was really awkward too. It was super awkward. I mean, I was five, but like I remember the awkwardness. Wow. You know, I <laughs> it was so funny. But I've yeah, I've been doing this a long time, and like pe- some people, I know my niece is the same way. That same niece that I held in my arms when I was five, she's an adult now, and she has a lot of siblings. Yeah. And she's do- she does she's done with children for the foreseeable future because she's just like this is so much and I'm like yeah I don't know how people do it so I really admire um, all the cool dads and cool moms I know I'm like I'm glad I'm just the gay aunt um, <laughs> everybody's got a gay aunt <laughs> I'm gonna watch the telly to move I'm gay <laughs> move I'm gay. <laughs> 
gay aunt is good. Okay, but I'm kind of failing as the gay aunt because the gay aunt is supposed to be rich, right? Because they don't have children, so they don't have to spend money on children. So they show up at your birthday party with, like, the latest toy. And, like, the fucking parents are like, why would you do this to me? And the the gay aunt is like, oh, I picked this up in Nicaragua when I was there. (laughs) (laughs) And, like... You've got your poncho on and your white hat. (laughs) The children... The children are screaming, yay, and you're throwing your hands into the air, and you're giving them a live llama, and the parents are, like, sobbing, and uh, I have no money. <laughs> and the llama turns around and starts chewing, like, the <laughs> chewing the curtains and then the father. He's like, go and stop doing that, and the llama just turns around and spits. Yeah. The harshest spit Llamas ever. are fucking mean. Alpacas are, like soft llamas and llamas are just like rude as hell don't fuck with a llama exactly have you ever met a llama yes <clears throat> yes i have aren't they cold and sc- i guess they live in the like fucking andes so yeah i mean they're used to kind of yeah. like the weather i mean it's not like they're sitting there with a jumper on and stuff i got spat on by one <laughs> i was walking past on his pen and um I was like, "Wow, look at that! You look at your uneven, uneven, slightly uneven teeth, and your cuddy jaw, and 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 that was that." You fool! I got. We saw this dude get fucking water sports fucking <laughs> sprayed on at um at Six Flags because they have a sign on the fence that says, "Don't get too close to the tiger cage" because they spray urine basically to mark territory and stuff and this guy was screaming and causing a fuss and this tiger just lifted up its leg and it was like a fire hydrant opened like it was no joke he was soaked it looked like he went on a water ride afterwards and he's just like he went there for a good time and he got fucking like a kink forced on him like i just don't i feel bad for that guy but at the same time he shouldn't have been shouting maybe he was straight on the water sports forum when he got home and said (laughs) I made it happen. I just, I made it happen with a tiger, Jesus. I just, We're going I got straight fools. to hell. I, collect, I, I collected some in a bottle. That's disgusting. This is a good, wholesome family podcast. I even wore pants because I knew I was coming on your podcast. That's, I'm so delighted with that. <laughs> I'm like, I gotta be fucking professional and put some pants on. There you go. Instead of just sitting in my underwear like a twat. Yeah, not... <laughs> And not disappear like kind of halfway through. Listen, I've worn them now. I'm like, I have to piss. In fact, I have to pee right now, but I'm just being like, Richard told me explicitly not to leave to pee. I did. Well, I kind of like, you know, I could always edit out, but then as I said, I can't be bothered editing because I'm very tired and I'm trying to kind of like get our household and it's just like a big, huge, frustrating thing. Um, You do art. You do very good art. Yes, I do. Oh, thank you. What kind of art do you do? Um, that's a good question. That's a weird question to ask me. Uh, I I do traditional art, but mostly I do illustration, Mm -hmm. digital illustration. Um, so like, basically, the reason I wanted to draw is because I started reading comic books. Um, and I was like, I want to do this, so I just did. Because you've got. You're, you've got your comic, your own comic yeah. thing you're putting together um, yeah. that you're working on, Moon Cycles. Yeah, 
moon cycles and it it's gonna be it's gonna be about um it's gonna be about wizards no i'm joking um i mean kind of i mean there's magic and there's lesbians so what more could you ask for really magic Um, lesbians (laughs) magic lesbians i mean they're not all magic there's some birds too i do like birds have you got crows in there yeah there's a there's crows yeah have you given them names um one's name is ava oh wow we've actually given them names that's cool yeah well, they're familiar, so they like they can talk. Well, they can only you can only hear them. Listen, there's it's a long, convoluted story that you always sound ridiculous when you try to explain the plot of a book or like a comic or a movie. You're like, oh, these crows can talk, but only if you're part of the suit and thing and blah 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 blah. And you just like sound like a six year old trying to explain to their mom like what their dream was. Um, but I I mean, it's definitely essentially the plot is that girl goes to a bar called moon cycles um she accidentally she has to piss so she goes to the bathroom but she accidentally walks into the employees only door and is attacked by a monster that got loose um and she like there's another person there and they're like i'm gonna call 911 and she's like i don't have insurance because in america health insurance is expensive as hell um, so she can't afford to have an ambulance, so the person stitches her up. Unfortunately, it was a full moon, and they accidentally made a blood pact. So now she has to work for this, like, I guess you could call them, they're like supernatural cops. So they mediate between the supernatural world and the Don't say it three times, because Greer will appear. He'll appear, but I don't mean, there's no hunks in this series. There's no hunks. It's a hunk-free zone. Oh, my God. Every time I think about Supernatural, I just think about how my moms love Supernatural, and I just keep trying to get them to listen to Monster of the Week. Um, you should get them on, try and get them on the show. <laughs> my moms? That'd be a, that'd be a, that would be amazing. But uh, that's, the, that's the basic plot. Um, I don't have insurance. And all of this was caused because the American health care system is a fucking nightmare. <laughs> And <laughs> it's a political message in the longest possible way. Makes uh, it a little yeah. bit of magic. But you do um, illustrations, you do popular characters, you do some shipping stuff, you do some not safe for work stuff. Um, yeah. You do commissions. Cause I do do commissions. There's a lot of people that listen to the show that have done, done Kickstarters, that are doing Kickstarters, that are always on the lookout for artists. So. I'm going to just say, if you're on the lookout for an artist, then check out uh, check out Jess's work, because it's very, very good, and she's up for drawing stuff. You, you wouldn't draw wizards, though, would you? What? Would you draw wizards? Yeah, of course I draw wizards. <sighs> I, drew my, I drew my D&D character. She's a wizard. <clears throat> this is so disappointing. Listen. What? Listen. I love my half-elf wizard, Sappho of Lesbos. So, <laughs> that's right. Her name's Sappho of Lesbos, and she's a half-elf wizard. I just can't even. <laughs> Who was raised by dwarves. <laughs> so she she permanently goes around in a stoop because she's been <laughs> living in the tunnels. <laughs> she has a bad back. There you go. She's that. Uh, she's got. She's got really good skin on her knees because she's had to crawl around an awful lot as well. 
I rolled very low on charisma, too, which was kind of funny. So, like, half-elves are supposed to be naturally, like, charismatic. Yeah. But, like, my charisma's really low. So she's just, like, mean. She's just surly. And, like, she doesn't speak elvish very well because she was raised by dwarves. So other elves make fun of her. Because, you know, elves are fucking assholes. They're pretentious as hell. Like, what the hell, man? She's trying. She's trying to speak your stupid ass stuffy ass language. <laughs> Not that I ever tried to learn Elvish and then found out that there were multiple forms of Elvish and I was like, this is a bad time. Was that like quarter to three one morning? I <laughs> No, this was back in my uh, Lord of the Rings phase. Um uh, in... you... did you have a ring? <laughs> I didn't, actually. I was super into the elves, so I was learning how to do all of their braids, like from the movies, when I had long hair. Um, But I definitely was super... That's when I read the Cimmerillion. You have to really love the Lord of the Rings to, like, try to get through the Cimmerillion. Because I'm fucking that... From fucking Charlie Day from It's Always Sunny, when he's got the, like, Pepe Silvia wall of, like, trying to figure out what the hell is happening. Yeah. Because you're like, who is this? They have multiple names. Shut the fuck up. Just give a character one name. Like, why did you have to give them, like, 50 names? How am I supposed to fucking... There is no Pepe Silvia because he's actually John Watson. Like, I... (laughs) Why is this happening? Just, Just breathe. It's fine. It's not fine. It's fine. Trying to figure out. No, it's okay. Just let it process. But I guess what I'm saying is, if you're looking for art, because there's a lot of content creators out there that doing Kickstarters and games and stuff like that, then check out Jesse's stuff. Yeah, I'd love to do that. That sounds like a really cool thing to do. I mean, I've done, I've done like T-shirts and posters and stuff like that. But there's always like new, exciting frontiers of places to do art. Also. I mean, you would you would be feeding a wizard, but think of it as an act of charity. And that's the only time that she'd ever look after a wizard. <laughs> oh dear. Okay, but if they are interested in finding you on the internet webs, where can we find you? Can you can find me. Yeah. At filthy wizard on Twitter, uh-huh. or filthy magic user on Tumblr, because some jackass. <laughs> took filthy wizard and they don't even use the account there's just a little icon of a wizard <laughs> but again that's well, at filthy wizard on twitter and filthy magic user on tumblr so if you know who filthy wizard is on tumblr then we can hunt them down or persuade them gently to hand over the name <laughs> we're making a Give call me that handle. it's probably somebody we know to be honest there'll be somebody i there'll be somebody oh yeah that's um thingy that has that you know there's and just can, nothing there that's just a shame, isn't it? It's just the worst when somebody kind of does that. Um, and you're also on the Salt Report, which is yes. um, one of the delights of a Wednesday. Um, whenever it's on, it's very, very funny. And it's not just... It used to be salty about video games, but you've expanded your sodium chloride. <laughs> across the yeah. stratosphere of various different subjects. And you talk about things like cosplay, and it's really, really funny. And you talk about movies, and we talk about video games, and there's yourself, and Kay, who we spoke about, and Jake, who you spoke about, and Nikki's on as well. Um, and it's an awful lot of good fun, and it's definitely worthwhile kind of checking out. 
If you like tangents, you'll like the salt report. Well, this is just a sample. This is like your sample. (laughs) (laughs) If you like what you've listened to tonight, then jump onto the salt report because you will definitely not be disappointed because it's just like more of everything. And it's definitely, it's just like a, it's a, it's a, it's fantastic. Absolutely. Um, Thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me. This has been this has been a lot of fun. We didn't even talk about board games. It was fantastic. Um, if you want to keep an eye on what we're up to, um, then go to Google, search for We're Not Wizards. You will find us on Twitter and Facebook, and we're on YouTube, which is We're Not Wizards Tabletop Podcast. You will find us on Instagram, when we remember to um, post the pictures, you'll find us in all the podcast catchers. So it's your Stitcher and your Speaker and your Spotify and your Acast and your Podknife. And you can also find us through our Podbean site, which is we'renotwizards.podbean.com. If you like us a lot, then go to Apple Podcasts and drop us a little kind of like subscription because that's really nice. And if you like us even more, then please consider dropping us a rating or a review. If you're going to give us a rating or a review, remember, don't give us 10 stars, because it makes us big-headed. But don't give us one star, because it makes us cry. And I'm an ugly crier. Give us five stars, because it's in the middle, and it's average, and we are decidedly average. But the person who's not been average tonight is the rather wonderful, the rather fantastic, the multi-talented person who knows everything about from facts to the Battle of 1812, which you never even covered. <laughs> I, I, one, one day I'll be back. This is a promise. The sequel, um, The Reckoning, where I talk about the War of 1812. It's definitely going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> the wonderful, the fantastic, Jesse. Filthy wizard, thank you for coming on. Thank you. There's only two more things to do. The first thing I'm really hesitant about doing is, as I say, just remember um, that we are many things. <laughs> but, <laughs> but we're not wizards, are Except we? For me, I—I I mean, I'm a—I'm a wizard, but I'm an outlier and shouldn't be counted. There you go. And the next thing is to say goodbye, so it's a goodbye from Jesse. So goodbye. Goodbye. And it's a goodbye from me. Remember, stay safe, roll sixes, go to the cinema, read books, get some comics down you, look up documentaries on castles, find out more about the 1812 war for the next time that we come back. Enjoy Infinity Wars, try and avoid spoilers. Have a little look at Empire Strikes Back and why it's not as good as everybody thinks it is. But until the next time, Goodbye.